My grass. Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to the Old Man's Podcast. Here's what we got for you with episode six. The Old Man's Inspired. I'm going to tell you what I'm inspired about and maybe you'll become inspired as well. On the Old Man's Musing, we're going to talk about relaxation. I'm in the mood. How about you? Let's talk about relaxation. I got a pep talk for you. We're gonna talk about medical appointments. This is very important, gentlemen. Please listen up. On the pop culture front, I wanna talk to you about popular cinema, specifically superhero movies. I wanna make sure we all know what's going on with these comic book movies, as I like to call them. I'm gonna wrap up on Tech Talk. I wanna cover some more stuff on TikTok. You know, TikTok is in the news a lot these days. So I wanna make sure everybody knows what's going on there. So that's episode six, this week's episode of the Old Man's Podcast. All right, everybody, I'm inspired, and let's see if this story inspires you as well. You may recall from a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the differences in generations, I used a few pop culture kinds of examples to emphasize my point. I asked you to consider which one did you prefer, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? And how your answer to that question came out would likely tell me what generation you belong to, what kind of things you like or don't like. Then I jokingly asked about your preference, Ginger or Marianne. If you got that, you were probably a boomer in middle school watching Gilligan's Isle in the 60s or maybe catching the reruns in the 70s. Outside of the marooned on a desert island scenario, I think a lot of you agreed with me that it wasn't even between those two for the top boomer as a middle schooler favorite TV starlet. For me, it was all genie. Well, listener Ray agrees with me. He sent me an email with some links and some information to bring me up to date with what that star, Barbara Eden, had been up to since I Dream of Genie. I had no idea what she'd been up to since she got out of that bottle. I don't really follow Hollywood much. Turns out Barbara Eden had a pretty decent career and that she is still around and still working. In 2019, in fact, she played Mrs. Claus in a movie. The information listener Ray sent me about Barbara Eden gave her birth year, get this, as 1931 in August. Yeah, she's about to turn 89 years old. And even at that age, Well, she is still looking good. 
All right, Ray. That's a great heads up. Thanks, man. You know, whenever I see seniors that have aged so gracefully, I wonder, what is the secret? How'd they do that? Sure, there's got to be something in her genes, but she had to be making a lot of good lifestyle choices to stay in such great shape for nearly 90 years. I want to know those secrets. I want to make those choices too, so I age gracefully as well. Really, that's what I want to do, age gracefully. I want to know the secrets. I'm wondering what those choices might be while I'm on the way to the donut shop. I guess that's probably not really going to help, is it? Well, if you want to see for yourself, and I recommend that you do, get on the internet and check it out. Barbara Eden, I Dream of Jeannie. You still got it, lady. Good for you. Probably not going to pass on the donut, but I am going to raise a glass and toast to Jeannie. And you should too. on the table right now is relaxation. It's more specifically how the old man relaxes. I've had a few extra minutes on my hands these days as an old man often does and I was pondering the art of relaxation. I guess I'm not sure if it's an art. Well, it's certainly an act but to me it seems like proper relaxation anyway is an art form. Relaxation is supposed to be healthy and if done properly Relaxation should be good for you. You know, it'll lower your blood pressure, help you sleep better, good stuff like that. Now hear me out on this, but I think we are very bad at relaxation. We lack the skill set to do it correctly, to make relaxation part of a healthy lifestyle. Let me tell you why I think that is the case. And for sure, I'd love for you to post your thoughts on the subject of relaxation on the old man's blog. You can find that blog by going to the old man page on Facebook. Like the old man page and you can find the blog link there. Now I think when you're young, relaxation is not a problem. It's not a problem because, well, it's not anything you're really interested in doing. Who in their 20s is worried about finding time to relax? When you're in your 20s, when you're that young, you want to do stuff, go places, see things. You don't know how to relax because you don't need to. You don't want to. You know, then you move into your 30s. You still got a lot of energy, but relaxing is something you start to feel the need for at that point. Problem is, somewhere around there, life is going to happen. You're going to start a family. Unless she's got stuff for you to do. And the kids got to go here. Need to be picked up from there. And of course... There's work, and work, and work, because the job never stops. At this point, anything like relaxation is an out-of-reach dream. You're doing drive-through dinners and helping with homework before you collapse exhausted on the bed. Now that's not relaxation. That's inactivity due to exhaustion. That's not good, healthy relaxation. It's around this stage in life that bad habits start getting formed. Maybe you get a few down hours on a Saturday to yourself when she's taking the kids to her mom's, or an occasional evening to yourself when the rest of them all have something to do. 
Things like that happen, but on rare occasions. And when this does happen, that's where the trouble starts because you have no idea how to relax. You never learn to, and now that you've got the very welcomed opportunity to relax, you don't know what to do. You got time on your hands, you got time all to yourself, but it's gonna be, you know, like going to a buffet after you haven't eaten for a few days. You're gonna do this all wrong, and you're gonna make a big pig out of yourself. You're gonna binge. You'll sit on the couch with a bag of Cheetos between your knees watching college football for 12 hours. Or you'll get on a PlayStation and lock down for the next six hours killing bad guys on Call of Duty. You're just not gonna do it right. You're gonna binge and binging is not relaxation. That's obsession and obsession cannot be healthy. In fact, I'd argue that this type of behavior or laziness really will actually induce bad habits. Actions like this, they're gonna stunt your development of becoming a quality relaxer. Eventually in your life, things will slow down for you. The kids grow up, work is less demanding. And now you finally got a chance to relax, to really relax. But you don't know how to do it. You never learned how to relax. You've trained yourself through bad habits, the relaxation is sitting on a couch watching TV. You think that passes for relaxation, and it probably would, if you weren't doing it the same thing every night, night after night, all night until you finally go to bed. Fellas, that just isn't a healthy way to live. So I'm wondering, for all of us old men, do we need to train ourselves to properly relax? I'd love to hear what you think about relaxation and what kinds of activities you enjoy for relaxing. It would be great to hear from you guys. You can get to that old man's blog by liking the old man page on Facebook. On that page, you'll find the link to the old man's blog. Once you get there, tell everybody else what you think. How do you relax? I'm sure you have activities that you like to do, golf, traveling, fishing, hunting, Hiking on nature trails, walking the dog, all these things can be a form of relaxation. You know, really, playing video games and watching TV or going to movies, those are forms of relaxation. But moderation has to be a part of it. If you become obsessed and do it over and over and over again, even something as seemingly harmless as fishing could become unhealthy. If you're going out and you're getting on the lake all day long, nearly every day, and you're forgetting about the other people that are in your life, your family, I mean, does that really sound healthy? Playing video games for a while probably is a good way to relax, but if you spend an entire Saturday afternoon and dragging into the evening playing Call of Duty, does that really seem healthy to you? I'm saying relaxation is healthy, and the activities you use to help yourself relax need to be done in moderation. I think we really need to focus our attention on the art of relaxation. Concentrate on relaxation and practice relaxation. A key, keep it fresh. Switch up your activities, try different things. Find a new hobby that you never thought you would like to do. Make sure you're making time for yourself especially now if you actually have time. 
Stop cheating yourself. Don't just sit on the couch. Do something. Make your relaxation time high quality time. Don't waste it doing nothing. Which sounds kind of like the definition of relaxation, but it isn't really actually relaxation. Doing nothing sounds more like loafing or wasting time. And as us old guys know, time is way too valuable to be wasted. So, let's keep practicing, stay sharp fellas, and find ways to improve in the art of relaxation. Stay connected to the old man's world by finding the old man page on Facebook. That's the old man page. Find it on Facebook and like it. From there, you can find links to take you to the old man's blog and walk into the world of blogging. Make your opinions known. Share your thoughts and ideas with other like-minded folks. The old man also has Instagram and Twitter accounts. Those links can be found on the old man page, which is on. Those links can also be found on the Facebook page, the old man page. Search it out, find it and like it. All right, boys, bring it in. Time for a pep talk. Today I want to talk to you guys about medical appointments. I know you know how important they are, obviously. But what kind of doctor do you see? Do you see a dentist? If you do, do you see him twice a year for cleaning, regular maintenance of your teeth? How about a urologist? I think a urologist is an old guy's medical necessity. I see both my dentist and my urologist twice a year. All my other doctors I see once a year. And for convenience, I try to schedule both of those two on the same day. They're fairly close to each other geographically, so if I can get them scheduled on the same day, pretty close time-wise, yeah, I gotta go to two doctors in one day, but I can knock it out and not have to take up near as much time as doing two doctors in two different days. Now, as far as yearly visits, I choose to see a dermatologist, and I suggest that you consider that as well. So let's be honest, guys. Decades of roasting in the sun is only asking for trouble. You know, when we were kids in the 50s or 60s, there was never a concern about making sure you had sunscreen on. You know, we used to smear baby oil on ourselves so we'd get burnt easier and build up what we call the base tan. I don't know how I'm still alive. I should have skin cancer by now. I'm sure you're seeing your general practitioner once a year. Get that yearly physical, make sure everything's okay. I'd also strongly encourage you to see an eye doctor yearly. Now my eye doctor tells me this, so he may be saying that just because he wants my money, but as I understand it, some cardiovascular issues can show up first within the delicate structures of your eyes. So seeing an eye doctor once a year, it makes a lot of sense. Now I have a few specialists, and you may too. I have in the past seen an endocrinologist and a cardiologist. I no longer do, but I have. 
If you're seeing a specialist like an oncologist, well, you've had that scare, and I bet you make that appointment for sure. So perhaps, all told, you're looking at a dentist, a general, a urologist, an eye doctor, and a dermatologist. That's five. You throw in a specialist or two, and you may be looking at six or seven per year. That doesn't count the ones you see twice a year, just once a year, six or seven doctors, maybe five if you're lucky, and you need to see. So, on that note, let me make a recommendation. A doctor day. What I mean by that is, schedule all of those appointments on the same day. Now, I know it sounds crazy, it takes a lot of planning, but it can be done. I've done it myself. I haven't been able to pull it off every year, but the few years I have been able to pull that off, it's really convenient. On a day that I'm certain I'll be in town, I schedule my appointments. Try to get three or four in the morning, all about 90 minutes apart, and then a 30 minute break for lunch where I don't schedule anything. I'll finish up with the rest of them in the afternoon. So it turns out to be something like 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., noon, 1.30 p.m., 3 p.m., and 4.30 p.m. I can get six appointments in that one day. It'd be a full day, but with six appointments spread out in one day, that saves me the headache of five other days having to go to the doctor. Do them all on one day. Now, Monday or Friday, that doesn't work real well because not all doctors work full days on Monday or Friday. They got to play golf, right? So you're probably looking at a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday. And you got a decent chance if you're willing to put in the effort and you got to plan way ahead of time, you can maybe make this happen. And I'm telling you, if you can get all your appointments in on one day, it's going to be worth it. I've even gone so far as to schedule doctors in the south part of town in the morning and the doctors further north in the afternoon, stopping off somewhere between the two for lunch. Yeah, I know that sounds super obsessive compulsive, and okay, yeah, I'm guilty as charged. But while it's six or so appointments all done on the same day, it was really a good feeling to only go to the doctor one day a year. Don't you feel like sometimes it's a struggle to drag yourself to a doctor's appointment? It's never really pleasant. And I think if you're gonna have to be unpleasant or inconvenience, why do it six times on six different days? Well, you can do it six times on just one day. Get it done and be done with it. I'm just saying, it might make an old man's life a little easier. Yay! One of the goals of the Old Man's Podcast has always been to keep us senior citizens aware of what's going on with the younger people so that we can relate to them and more effectively communicate with them, get closer to the kids in our lives. That's a very important goal and it's something we should all strive for. So today I want to talk about popular cinema, popular movies, superhero movies, comic book movies, whatever you want to call them, that's the topic. This has been going on for a couple of decades now, and it's still going to go. It's going to keep on going because these kids are way into comic book movies. What we need to know is just the basics. 
There's two universes, as the kids say. There's the Marvel Universe and the DC Comic Universe. Now, depending upon who owns the rights to which superhero, those characters that are in that comic book series live within that universe, and the movies are going to be about them. So, for example, Batman, we all know Batman, right? And Superman, that goes way back. So we know those two. They live in the DC universe. Iron Man and Captain America, they're in a different universe. They're with Marvel Comics, so they're in what the kids call the Marvel Universe. Now, the stories within those two universes have sometimes been about just that hero, kind of given the backstory on how that hero came to be, the story behind him or her. At other times, those stories have entwined with each other, and they get pretty complicated. So they'll bring Batman and Superman into the same story. More recently, the stories have begun to bring all of the characters within that universe together, and it's really, really interesting. But it's also complicated. But I gotta admit, if you can follow the stories, it's really interesting. Now these are comic books, and I never really read comic books when I was a kid, so I'm getting in on this as an old guy, just kinda watching the movies. And I'll talk to my kids, the younger kids that I'm around, ask them questions about the superheroes, what's gonna happen next, do they think, maybe clarify and explain what just happened, because not really always clear to me. But I'm able to have a good, solid conversation with a young person about these comic book movies. So, not being really way into comic books, okay, not being into comic books at all, hasn't been a problem for me. But these millennials and these Gen Zers, they are way into it. They love their comic books and they love their comic book movies. So much so that Hollywood is cashing in on some mega blockbuster movies. You're not going to be able to get away from it. You probably figured that out already. And I, again, I got to admit it, those movies are really interesting. Even one TV broadcast network, the CW, they're smartly trying to capitalize on the phenomenon and draw in young viewers by developing several series with comic book stories. The Flash, The Green Arrow, Supergirl, these are all television series that are being developed by CW. So the chance that you may stumble upon a youngster watching, talking about a comic book movie or comic book TV series is pretty good. And now you know a little bit about it, so you can join in on that. And that's why you should care. You should care because the kids in your life are way into this. You should know about it. I'm not saying you have to follow the stories, but I am saying it'd be pretty cool if Grandpa was sitting on a park bench reading a DC comic book about The Flash. That would definitely get some attention. But at any rate, as a conversation piece, when you get the chance to dialogue with the young ones in your life, ask them some questions about comic book heroes. And now you know. Tech Talk for Episode 6 is going to be, well, it's going to be a review. I want to go back and talk a little bit more about TikTok. We've talked about TikTok a couple of weeks ago. In fact, several times now we've talked about it, and it's in the news. So I thought it would be timely to just maybe cover a few things 
Once again, make sure we all know what's going on. Being left out of our society's culture is not what we want. We want to know what's going on. So I'm just going to give you the basics as I understand it. TikTok, what's with the talk of a ban? Well, let's back up to a few episodes ago when I introduced you to the social media super app, TikTok. I talked about where that app gives users a platform to post videos. And other than that, it's really not a big deal. You can already post videos on Instagram and Facebook. So why would you need TikTok if you can already do it on a different app? The answer is how TikTok operates. You may recall I talked at length about how impressed I was with this algorithm that TikTok uses to push video content to users, somehow figures out what I want and it gives it to me. Now for the producers of the videos, that's going to give your work a way better opportunity to get quality viewership. I mean, we're talking hundreds of millions of views for some of these video producers. So that's why you would use TikTok over Instagram or Facebook, because it, your content is going to get pushed to people that will like it. And then it'll get shared and shared by more people. And you have a greater opportunity to get more viewers. So let's go back to that algorithm. How the heck does that app know what I'm interested in? Well, because it knows you all too well. Maybe better than a lot of people in your life know you. This app is on your phone tracking everything you view and search for. And through this amazing complex algorithm, it will identify and push content to you that you're gonna like. And it's spot on, trust me, it gives me videos I wanna see. That's probably not really a bad thing, right? So I don't have to dig through hundreds of thousands of videos just to find something I like. I wouldn't want to do that. So this algorithm pushing what I want to see to me, it's pretty convenient. But that's also the catch. This app has to essentially spy on me to know what it is that I like. And since politics are always in play, and the original developer of the app just happens to be Chinese, well, folks get concerned. I guess in reality, at least to some degree, we're inviting China to spy on us by using the TikTok app. And that's the problem. That's why you're hearing talk of banning TikTok. Before you lose your mind, that's not really all that new of a concept. That is an app spying. Do you know why the ads you see on Facebook come to you? You know that, right? Because they are tracking you. Facebook has figured out what you're looking for and sends ads to you that are of the nature of things that you have been looking for. Everybody doesn't get the ads you're getting. You just get those particular ads about backing this politician or that great vacation offer because the app has figured out that this particular ad is likely to appeal to you. It's a whole new world of advertising, isn't it? So before we go condemning kids and their use of TikTok, we gotta look at ourselves and our Facebook addictions that don't really mean all that much less. So the problem is, as I said, the origin of TikTok, it's China. Facebook and Instagram are US companies. And I guess that means it's not such a bad thing as being TikTok from China. Well, at least those social media platforms of Instagram and Facebook can be controlled or regulated or at least monitored by our government. That currently, anyway, isn't the case for TikTok. I say currently because 
at the time of this podcast being recorded, there seems to be a strong possibility of a U.S. company buying or at least investing heavily into TikTok. And that would give the U.S. government an avenue for monitoring the app to some degree. Now, it's probably a lot more than you ever wanted to know about TikTok, but I hope it cleared up any questions you might have about why there's talk of a ban. I'd love to hear what you think on the subject. If you would go to the old man's blog and get your ideas out there for everyone to see, we can dialogue about that and kick thoughts around between all of us. All you got to do is find the old man page on Facebook, like that old man page, and you'll locate the link to the old man's blog, the old man's Facebook page. Find it, like it, and love it. means the old man has got to go. It's been great spending time with you here for the old man's podcast episode six. If you're getting this podcast on an app, I sure would appreciate it if you would subscribe to it. And I would be grateful if you would write a quick review or rate the podcast, which only takes a couple of seconds if you're using an app. If you're not using an app, well, heck, even if you are using an app, please pass this podcast on, share it with everybody you know. Even if you just kind of like it, your friends may have better taste than you, so they'll probably love it. Appreciate it. Look forward to episode seven coming out in one more week. Get off my grass, damn kids.